my first scripture reading comes from Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. Now, Ezekiel was a prophet in, in uh, Israel, the nation of Israel, and he, was, he lived, well, this prophecy was in 586 B.C. So, 586 years before the birth of Jesus, the prophet Daniel wrote this. God told him to write this. We're going to be in Ezekiel today a little bit, so this is, this is prophecy. <clears throat> the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. And he set me down in the midst of a valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as, I, as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried, and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves. And shall put my spirit into you and you shall live and I shall place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank you for your words. Lord, as I speak today, I pray that you would speak through me to my brothers and sisters, Lord. Give us understanding of your word and knowledge of what your plan is, Lord. In Jesus' holy name, amen. So as, as we go through these scriptures here, see, this is the kind of a picture of, of Israel when they were scattered in 70 AD. But this was prophesied 600 years before that happened. But God said this was going to happen. And so and when you read these scriptures, you think about 1945, the Holocaust. And, and you think about all the Jews. You guys remember the pictures you've seen where, where they were just skin and bones. Six million of them got wiped out. Because that's, that's what the enemy was trying to do. Destroy them from the face of the earth. This is history. This is reality. This is how we know that God's word is true and faithful. Because he told us hundreds of years, thousands of years before it happened, what was going to happen. That's how you know God's word is faithful. No other book, like we talked about last week, no other book can tell you the details 
of the past, the present, and the future, like the word of the living God. And so this is a picture of Israel, too. And plus, it's a picture of all of us. And it also could be a picture of the rapture, or his second coming, when he opens the graves, and the dead will rise. But this right here, he's talking about the whole nation of Israel. Now, I want to go back to uh, uh, Ezekiel 36 and, and talk about where uh, God was prophesying. He had Ezekiel prophesied to the land because he told the land they was going to be barren too for all these years. The whole time Israel, the people were gone, that the land was going to be barren too. And so let's go there. Isaiah, I mean, Ezekiel chapter 36. Also, thou son of man, prophesy unto the mountains of Israel and say, Ye mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, the enemy hath said against thee, uh, Even the ancient high places are ours in possession. Therefore prophesy and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, because they have made you desolate and swallowed you up on every side that you might be, that you, excuse me, that you might be a possession unto the residue of the heathen, and you are taken up in the lips of talkers and are in infamy of the people. That means people were talking about, like we talked about last week, about when Mark Twain walked through the land and said, man, this place is barren, desolate, desolate land. And back in the 1860s, he went through there. And this is what this is talking about. Therefore, you mountains of the Lord, hear the word of the Lord God. Thus saith the Lord God to the mountains and to the hills and to the rivers and to the valleys, to the desolate waste and to the cities that are forsaken, which became a prey and desires and to the residue of the heathen that are around about them. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Surely in the fire of my jealousy have I spoken against the residue of the heathen and against all idumi, I can't hardly pronounce words today, which have appointed my land into their possessions with the joy of all their heart, with despiteful minds, to cast it out for a prey. Prophesize therefore concerning the land of Israel, and say unto the mountains, and to the hills, and to the rivers, and to the valleys, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I have spoken in my jealousy and in my fury, because you have borne the shame of the heathen. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I have lifted up my hand. Surely the heathen that are about you, they shall bear their shame. But you, O mountains of Israel, you shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people of Israel, for they are at hand to come. Behold, I am for you. And I will turn unto you, and you shall be tilled and sown. And I will multiply men upon you, all the house of Israel, even all of it. And the cities shall be inhabited, and the waste shall be builded. And I will multiply you upon you men and beasts, and they shall increase and bring fruit. And I will settle you after your old estates, and will do better unto you than at your beginnings. And you shall know that I am the Lord. That is so awesome. Now this is reality. You can go back, you can check all this stuff out. This is what's happened. 1948, the fig tree was replanted. The nation of Israel. And we know that this land has done exactly what the Bible said it was going to do. Today, Israel produces mo so much fruit and vegetables. I mean, they are just top of the line in technology. And they are so little. Their, their nation is no bigger than, than New Jersey. And here they are, six million people, Jews, living there, and other people, but there's six million Jews that live there that God is he's fulfilling his promises. And that shows that we're in these last days. Because he says this would happen in the last days. These are some of the signs to look for that Jesus was talking about his soon return. 
You know, Israel had to be there, had to be a nation for Jesus to return. Why do you think the enemy has been trying to stop it? The devil and all the enemies, they do not want Israel to be there because they know. The devil knows that as soon as Israel is there and the prophecies are being fulfilled, that Jesus will return. But Israel's got to be a nation again. They have to be. Because Jesus said, you will not see me here again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And that's where we're at. Israel is, is blossoming right now. I mean, I don't know if you guys know it, but we're living in these prophecies. And then he said he's going to bring his people back. And, and that's what he did, the dry bones, that's what he's talking about. He, he brought the people back, and for the, since uh, 1948, people, the Jews have been going back. Been going back, and the land has been prospering. It's, it's so much prosperous now than it ever has been before, even when it was a nation back 2,000 years ago. And they're their own government. They run their own business. See, back 2,000 years ago in 70 AD, the Romans were, had control over them. And before that, all these other nations had control over them, except when King David. And then the temple got destroyed uh, by Nebuchadnezzar, and we know that Israel was scattered for 70 years. So that was fulfilled a long time ago. So this is talking about the days we live in now. So we can have hope. And a lot of people start freaking out that, oh, Jesus is coming, the end of the world. No, it's not the end. It's the new beginnings. It's the end of wickedness. It's, that's what's the glorious thing about it. That's why we can have hope and not fear that Jesus is coming back because it's going to be awesome. And, you know, there's so much prophecy I wanted to get into, but I can't get into all of it today because there's just so much. But we're in Ezekiel today, and, and all these prophecies that I'm just reading, that, that has been fulfilled. What I just read to you, about the land of Israel. We know it was desolate. Nobody could even live there. I mean, they had people living there, but they were like vagabonds, you know, like desert people. But now, it's abundant. And, and I, would, I would challenge you to, to check it out for yourself. To, to, look, to look at the news and try to find the nation of Israel and see what's going on over there. Because right now, we're gonna to go to Ezekiel 37, but right now they're surrounded by their enemies. They got, they're, they're surrounded by, they got Russia there, Iran's there, and, and uh, Hezbollah, all these uh, terrorist groups that are surrounded Israel. This is one of the signs that Jesus is soon going to return. And what they want to do is wipe Israel off the map. That's their story. That's what they want to do. And like I told you, the reason why. Because Israel has to be there for Jesus to return. Jesus is going to return on the Mount of Olives just like he left. Just like, remember, the angels told the, the, the apostles there, why are you standing here looking up? This same Jesus is going to return in this same place, just like you see him going. He said, go. Go preach the gospel. We've got work to do. Well, here we are in these last days, folks. And we know a thousand years with God is a day. And it's been 2,000 years since Jesus was here. Two days. And I believe that we're living in the times, these very exciting times in our history right now in the world that's all pointing to the return of Jesus Christ. So he wants his church to wake up and see the signs. Remember we read in Thessalonians last week that we are not in the darkness. God has not left us in the dark about what's going on in this world. He has given us his word. We can study it. You can ask God to reveal to you and he will reveal his plan 
to you what He's doing in the world today. And it's so awesome. It's so amazing. That's why I love God's Word. It can be trusted. It's faithful. It's true. Here's, one of the, here's what's going on right now in Israel. Chapter 38. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog and the land of Magog to the chief prince of Mesheth and Tubal and prophesy against him. And say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal, and I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws. And I will bring thee forth and all thy army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Persia, Ethiopia, Libya, with them, all of them with shields of helmet. Gomer and all his bands, the house of Tagarma, of the north quarters, and all the bands, and many people with them. Be thou prepared, and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. Okay, now verse 8. After many days thou shalt be visited. In the latter years thou shalt come into the land that was brought back from the sword, and is gathered out of many people against the mountains of Israel, which have been always waste, but is brought forth out of the nations. They shall dwell safely, all of them. Right there, that's where we're at right now. They're there in the land, Israel, that was brought back from all the nations. In the latter days, you will see this and consider it. We're living in these latter days. Now right now, these nations, Persia is Iran, Turkey, Russia, they're all in cahoots now. Now listen, Iran and Russia have never been in ties. Have you guys seen what's happening in the news? Iran and Russia are buddies now. They're helping each other in the wars. Russia's there in Syria. Iran is there. All these nations, Turkey, and they're coming together just like God said they were going to do. And God said He's bullying, He's doing it. He's putting hooks in their jaws and He's drawing them there. And this is amazing. There's 150,000 missiles pointed at every inch of Israel right now by all these nations, by Iran, Hezbollah, all these terrorist groups. And their one concern is wiping Israel off the map that their name be remembered no more. Just like the Bible says. So how can, how can we not think that this is the true Word of God? We're crazy out of our minds if we don't believe this is the true Word of God. 100% accuracy. And we're living in these days. And I think it's so fascinating. And when, when God started revealing all this stuff to me, it's just like, wow. We're, live, we're there. So we need to look up. Watch. Be spiritually alert because our redemption draws near. Now I want to go to Daniel and, and read what God told Daniel. The angels told Daniel. Because God told Daniel all that what was going to happen. And Daniel was just like overwhelmed. He's like, oh man. This is way too much for me. So let's go to Daniel chapter 12, verses 4 through 10. Now Daniel was wrote in 536 B.C., 50 years after Ezekiel. Let's go there real quick. And you know, I'm not going through all the prophecy. We, we will, but not today. I'm just going by why, what the angels were telling Daniel because Daniel, they revealed all this stuff to him and it just overwhelmed him, you know. So chapter verse 4, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. 
Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, there stood other two, the one on this side of the bank of the river and the other on that side of the bank of the river. And one said to the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, How long shall it be to the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven and swore by him that liveth forever, that it shall be for a time, times, and a half. And, we, and, and, and when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. And I heard, but I understood not. Then I said, O oh my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Many shall be purified, made white, and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. But the wise shall understand. What makes you wise? The beginning of the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You get God. You ask the Lord to reveal His wisdom to you, you've got wisdom. Now, all these people who doubt the Word of God, they don't believe it, but it's happening right before their eyes. Even the nations that are doing it, they don't believe it. But yet, they're fulfilling prophecy by their actions, by the way they're coming against it. But Daniel, you know, he was, it blew him away. He didn't understand this stuff. But God says, at the end of the days, knowledge shall be increased. And then the book is closed up until that time. It's not that you've got to have any secret code to, under, to understand it. It's just that at this time, God reveals it to his people. There ain't no secret code. God reveals it. As you seek, you will find. As you search, God will reveal. That's what Jesus was telling his disciples all the time. Knock and it shall be opened. Seek and you shall find. And so that's what we're doing here. And that's what we've been doing the last few weeks. And we're not done. We can't, we can't finish all this today. But these are just some of the things that we're going through. How Daniel, he didn't even understand it. It blew his mind. But here we are. We live in the time where knowledge has increased. People going to and fro from one side of the planet. I mean, the, the world's united. We got airplanes and stuff. We can go to and fro from... Gene's going to be flying for 24 hours, going to England. Good luck with that flight, by the way. But still, we can do that nowadays. We couldn't do that back then. I mean, everybody was just kind of in one area, but now we can worldwide travel. You can go anywhere you want, to and fro, and the knowledge is increased. Look how smart we think we are. And we're destroying everything in our world. All this technology we got, and we decide we want a war. We want to kill each other instead of spend all these trillions of dollars on uh, feeding the nations and raising up the children. No, we want to build bombs and destroy each other. That's what's going on in our world today. Look how much money all these nations are spending on massive weapons of destruction. I mean, I look at it and I think, you guys are out of your mind. What is the matter with these people? You know, it reminds me of like you got a bunch of kids in a playroom playing. And you, and you leave, you say, okay, kids, you guys be good. I'll be back in a minute. And then and you leave the room, and all of a sudden, they just go crazy. Throwing stuff, everything's flying, destroying everything. And you walk back in the room, you're like, whoa, whoa, calm down. That's what this world's like right now. And Jesus is going to have to come back and say, whoa, whoa, calm down, kids. You're killing each other. You're destroying my creation. And that's where we live. It don't make no sense to me, but God does. 
so you can trust in this word and you can know that as you live your life and keep your focus on Jesus, he's going to reveal awesome things to you. We have nothing to fear. He, he didn't give us the spirit of fear. He gave us the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So in these days that we live in, wake up, church. Be the light that Jesus has called us to be. Love that unlovable person that needs hope. I mean, here we got the words of life. We got the answer for everybody. Why would we want to hide it and conceal it to ourselves? And we don't want to go out and preach people and, and beat them over the head of the, the Bible. There's a lot of that going on already. Jesus said, you'll know my disciples by their love for one another. If we, if we watch how Jesus treated people with compassion and love and mercy, that's how he wants us to treat each other. And quit being so judgmental. Quit pointing the finger at someone else. Consider yourself that that could be you in that situation. And what would you want, how you want people to treat you if you was in that situation? Love and mercy. I know that's what I need. I need love and mercy. Not judgment and hatred. There's too much of that in the world. So as we go out in our lives this next week, think about where we're at in prophecy. Think about everything that's being fulfilled right now. Where God told us to watch. Jesus told His disciples to watch. Because that day is going to come like a thief in the night. But we can know the signs where it don't overtake us. We can be prepared and we can bring a lot of people with us. And all we do is point him to Jesus. It's not so much about going to church. I know a lot of people disagree with me on that. But I believe that you get Jesus in your heart and, and that's all that matters. Going to church is a side product. If you go to church, that's great. But you've got to be careful what church you go to. Because there's a lot of so-called churches like Jesus even warned his disciples, beware. A lot of people in my name that are going to be leading people astray. So hook up with Jesus, power of his Holy Spirit. And get into His Word yourself so you don't have to have no man tell you. You can say, well, I already know because God's revealed that to me. And then you can set people straight when you hear lies. It's very important. But always do it with compassion and love. That's what Jesus wants us to do. Love one another as I have loved you. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank You for Your faithfulness, Lord, to Your church and to all people, Lord, that You love us all that you have a plan for everybody. All we need to do is look to you and live. So Holy Father, we lift our lives up to you today. We'd ask that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit to give us this, this love and understanding that only comes from your throne, Lord. Open our eyes that we may see what the Spirit's doing. And open our ears that we may hear what the Spirit's saying in these days that we live in, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that you have given us your word, the faithful and true word. And you have said in your word, Lord, in Romans, I mean, Revelation 19, verse 10, that the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, fill us and guide us. In Jesus' name, amen.